Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Uh, I just read through the words, and I feel like this has a very wide range of types of words, pronunciations of things. Uh, I don't know. It's just a very uh, diverse set of words, which I love. Um, Hey, if you could write me a review, that would be wonderful. Apple Podcasts would be the big one. Five stars, please. Nothing less. I won't accept anything less. I'll just delete it. No, I don't think I have that power. But I would love a review. Just say, hey, it's good. Hey, it's bad. Or you can say more. And maybe I'll read it on an episode. Wouldn't you like that? I would read your username. Everybody wants their stuff read on a podcast. Uh, You could also leave me a voicemail. And if it's good, I'll play it on the podcast. People can hear your actual voice. Unless you have your own podcast. In which case, people can do that there as well. And uh, yeah, you can email me, dictionarypod at gmail.com, and you can follow me on social media where I post some silly pictures, and I say silly stuff, although the pictures aren't usually silly. There are lots of cute pictures of dogs and other animals. Okay, the first word is churigaresque, churigaresque. It is spelled C-H-U-R-R-I-G-U-E-R-E-S-Q-U-E. Churigaresque. It sounds like a ballet move. This is an adjective from 1845 of or relating to a Spanish Baroque architectural style characterized by elaborate surface decoration or its Latin American adaptation. Well, I think I may need to find an example of this and post it on all that social media stuff. So this is from the Spanish Churigaresco, which is from Jose Churriguera. Uh, uh, he was a Spanish architect who died in 1725, who I assume created this style. Now I'm really curious to see what this style looks like. Next is, oh, it would be great if this is related, but I'm sure it's not, although it is Spanish. It is churro, C-H-U-R-R-O, noun from 1952, a Spanish and Mexican pastry resembling a donut or cruller and made from deep-fried unsweetened dough and sprinkled with sugar. Oh, these are so good. I wouldn't say they resemble a donut, because they're usually just sort of cylindrical with ridges. Uh, But maybe crullers are more similar. I don't know. Uh, But oh, yeah, these are so good. So good. So good. You got to get them fresh. You got to get them fresh, hot, and, uh, you know, but they're good either way. Okay, next word is choose, but it is spelled C-H-U-S-E. This is the archaic variation of choose that, you know, the the way that we know how to spell it. Uh, Next is shoot. Oh, shoot. C-H-U-T-E, or you could spell it with an S at the beginning. This is the first form, noun from 1805. Number 1A, we have the synonym, which is the 6B definition for the word fall. You've fallen. It's a shoot. I don't know what that is. 1B, a quick descent, uh, as in a rapid. Oh, no, a river. And then the uh, the synonym is rapid. So um, I guess they when people are going down the rapids, they, they it's, it's a shoot. Number two, an inclined plane, sloping channel or passage down or through which things may pass. And the synonym is slide. Yeah, sometimes you call it a shoot. It's a shoot. Why it's a shoot? I don't know. Number three, the synonym is parachute. They don't have time to say parachute. 
You say, open your chute. Number four, the synonym is spinnaker. S-P-I-N-N-A-K-E-R. I think you say spinnaker. What does the etymology have to say? It's from Old French, chure, which means to fall, from the Latin cadere, and there's more at the word chance. So uh, I well, later we'll find out more about this word shoot. But we can find out more now because we have the second form of shoot, which is a verb starting with transitive. Oh, it's from 1884. Uh, to convey by a shoot. What do you... What do you convey by a chute? Is it by the slide? Is it by the parachute? Is it by the fall? Is it by the rapids? Is it by the spinnaker? I don't understand that. But let's read intransitive. Number one, to go in or as if in a chute. Number two, to utilize a chute as by passing or down it. Uh, so that would be uh, that would be the slide in like a, a blank and I'm in like a mine. They're mining ore. And they gotta, they gotta, but they, it's gotta go down, so they create a chute. Sometimes you'll see these when people are doing construction on a roof. Uh, they'll, they'll basically build a, a slide. It's a chute, and they throw the things down, so it is has more focused way to get into the the dumpster or wherever it's going. Okay, enough about chute. Let's talk about chutist. It's a noun from 1920, and the synonym is parachutist. So this is somebody who jumps out of a plane or a helicopter or a cliff or something, and they have a parachute, and they are a chutist. Next is chutney, noun from 1813, a thick sauce of Indian origin that contains fruits, vinegar, sugar, and spices, and is used as a condiment. If you have never had this, quick, go to an Indian restaurant and get some chutney. It's good stuff. I think there's different flavors. Uh, This is from Hindi and Urdu. The Hindi is spelled C-A-T-N-I. The Urdu is spelled C-H-A-T-N-I. And there's some other accents and little symbols. Uh, And I assume that they just pronounced it uh, chutney. Mm, Haven't had Indian food in a while. I might need to go do that. Next is chutzpah. C-H-U-T-Z-P-A-H. You could take off the H at the end. You could take off the C at the beginning. Lots of options, all combinations of that. Uh, chutzpah, chutzpah, you know, noun from 1883, similar to when we had chutzpah. Chutzpah and chutzpah. Oh, that chutzpah has so much chutzpah. What would a what would a chutzpah look like if it had a lot of chutzpah? This is from 1883. I think I said that. It is supreme self-confidence. And the synonyms are nerve and gall. Oh, so much nerve, so much gall, so much chutzpah. Um, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't have thought to call it nerve or gall. Uh, But, you know, I guess that's a good starting point. Uh, And then another synonym is the word temerity. The etymology says this is from Yiddish, also from Lower Hebrew, um, pronounced, I'm sure, the same. Uh, the Yiddish is spelled K-H-U-T-S-P-E, and the uh, the lower Hebrew is H-U-S-P-A-H. Oh, it's such a good word, chutzpah. Next is Kyle, C-H-Y-L-E. It's not the name, Kyle. Noun from 1541. Lymph that is milky with emulsified fats characteristically present in the lacteals 
and most apparent during intestinal absorption of fats. And chylus, with an O-U-S, is an adjective. This is from the lower Latin chylus, from the Greek chylos, which means juice. Hmm, <laughs> what I just read uh, does not sound like juice to me. Uh, so that means juice or chyle, akin to the Greek cane, which means to pour, and there's more at the word found. Oh, look, I found some fat juice. Oh, well, of course, <laughs> that reminds me of, uh, of uh, in Friends, Joey found a glass of fat and he drank it. And throughout the episode, he was trying to get people to drink the fat. Glass of fat? All right, next we have chylomicron. Chylomicron. I think that's how you say it. Chylomicron. C-H-Y-L-O-M-I-C-R-O-N. Chylomicron. Noun from 1921. A lipoprotein rich in triglyceride and common in the blood during fat digestion and assimilation. This is from the Greek kylos plus micron, which is the neutral of micros, which means small. And there's more at the word micro. That's a prefix. Prefix. Micro. Uh, So it's very small, very small fats, something, lipoprotein. Next is chyme, C-H-Y-M-E, noun from 1607, the semi-fluid mass of partly digested food expelled by the stomach into the duodenum. Semi-fluid mass. Now, part of me wants to pick this as the song, as the word, so I can sing that well, I could do it anyway. The semi-fluid mass of partly digested food expelled by the stomach into the duodenum. This is from the New Latin chymus or chymus from the Lower Latin, which means chyle, plus, uh, no, not plus, from the Greek chemos, which means juice akin to the, oh, it's all the same stuff we read before. I don't know why I read that. Chyme is your partly digested food. Uh, next, we, I, I want to make some chyme soon. I'm getting hungry, so I, I need to make some chyme. Next is chymotrypsin. Chymotrypsin, noun from 1933. A protease that hydrolyzes peptide bonds and is formed in the intestine from chymotrypsinogen. What? Chymotrypsinogen. I think so. And chymotryptic. Chymotryptic is an adjective. Oh, well, here's that word that I was trying to say. Chymotrypsinogen. There, we figured it out. Chymotrypsinogen, noun from 1933. A zymogen that is secreted by the pancreas and is converted uh, converted by trypsin to chymotrypsin. You got to, you got to convert your trypsin into chymotrypsin. Okay, so we finished the CH words. There were a lot of them. Now we are in the CI words. There's probably going to be a lot of those too. Uh, we, of as usual, start with some abbreviations. So here we go. CI, just a capital C. Abbreviation for one, Cirrus, spelled C-I-R-R-U-S. And number two, Curie, C-U-R-I-E, like Marie Curie. But it's not capitalized. Next is CI, all caps, abbreviation for one, Cast iron. Two, certificate of insurance. Three, channel islands. Uh, Next is 
Oh, this is interesting. It's uh, it's Sia. C-I-A, but there's an accent on the I, so I'm thinking this is Spanish, possibly. Um, it's an abbreviation for company. And the etymology says this is, um, it doesn't say Spanish, it just says S. So what is the S by itself? It's, uh, oh, it's South or Southern. So CIA is the Southern abbreviation. Oh, it says oh, Compañía, which that would be Spanish, Compañía. And then they, they abbreviated to CIA, which are the first the first letter and the last two letters. So they took out the OMPAN, and it became CIA. Company, Compania, CIA. Okay, next is CIA, all caps, abbreviation for one, Central Intelligence Agency, and two, Certified Internal Auditor. Next is CIAA, all caps. We got two A's, abbreviation for Central Intercollegiate Athletic Association. Next is, oh, no more abbreviations. It's Chabada. Chabada. There's no C-H in the word. It is C-I-A-B-A-T-T-A. Chabata. Noun from 1985. 1985? I thought it would be older than that. A flat oblong bread having a moist interior and a crispy crust. This is Italian, and it literally means slipper. Uh, what was the um, the other word was calzone? Uh, I feel like the etymology for that was slipper or something like that, uh, or shoe. Maybe it was shoe. So yeah, I want to put some calzones and ciabattas on my feet, and then I won't eat them. I won't eat things that have been on my feet. Okay, next we have ciao, C I A O. This is in another another Italian word uh, that, you know, you hear ciao when you're a kid. At least I did. And I had no idea how to spell that. And, and when I saw how it was actually spelled, I was like, that's not the word ciao. Um, this is an interjection from 1929. And it's uh, used conventionally as an utterance at meeting or parting. So when you say hello or goodbye, you can say ciao. Uh, it's like Aloha, or other ones that I can't think of at the moment. Um, so yes, this is Italian from Italian dialect, which literally means... Well, now, this is interesting. This is not what I would have expected. It means basically slave, or I am your slave, uh, which is from the Middle Latin sclavus, which, and there's more at the word slave. So... Can, can somebody Italian please explain this to me? Why? 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 Just why? Uh, when you say, when you greet somebody or you're leaving somebody, you're saying, I am your slave. No, I am not. Uh, okay, we are on the last word. It is saborium. C-I-B-O-R-I-U-M. Saborium. It is a noun from... Uh, 1651, one, a goblet-shaped vessel for holding Eucharistic bread. And there is a picture of this ciborium. It is super fancy. Uh, I'm sure many of you have seen this. There's sort of a plate at the bottom with lots of round areas, which I think that's where the bread would be. But then 
there's sort of a post in the middle that goes up with a thing that sticks out of that in the middle. But then at the very top, there's a big, it's like a big globe, sort of, and there's a cross on the top, and it's very fancily decorated. And I think the inside of that holds the bread, and then you take it out of there. It's like a water tower. It's basically a water tower for, for religious bread. And then you put the water, no, it's not the water. You put the bread in the spaces at the bottom. That is a ciborium. Did you know that that's what that thing was called? Because I didn't. All right, and then we have number two. The synonym is baldachin. I remember reading that, but I don't remember what it said. But then specifically, we have more information. A freestanding vaulted canopy supported by four columns over a high altar. Altar, not altar, altar. Okay, those were the words. So we had today churrigaresque, churro, choose, shoot, shootist, chutney, chutzpah, kyle, Kylo Micron, Chyme, Chymotrypsin, Chymotrypsinogen, CICICIA, CIA, CIAA, Ciabatta, Chow, and Saborium. It's kind of hard to pick one because there was a bunch that I liked. Uh, you know, Churro, I liked. I like Chow, but I don't like the slave part. I like Ciabatta bread. Uh, but I think, of course, Chutney, but I think I'm going to pick Chutzpah as the word of the episode. Um, I don't really like the the nerve or the gall. Uh, I guess that's technically true, but it's uh, but I, but I guess self confidence makes sense. Um, oh, you got a lot of chutzpah. I think we all need a little bit more, or not all of us. Some of us could use a little less chutzpah, but some of us could use a little bit more chutzpah. And now I can't say that word anymore. Uh, singing a song about chutzpah. I got so much chutzpah. I got it coming out my ears that's enough of that today all over the world please let us celebrate this it is world chocolate day um what else Ah, that's probably all we need no it's independence day uh from the uh for the solomon islands in tanzania it is saba saba day in japan in it is tanabata day tanabata no not tanabata day there's no day it's just tanabata so we got Tanabata Saba Saba Day. In Belarus, Poland, Russia, and Ukraine, it is Ivan Kupala Day. Uh, and I think the other one said is the it's the second night uh, of Kupal. And anything else? Let's look at the fun holidays. Today is July 7th. It is Tell the Truth Day. You could do this every day. I give you permission to tell the truth all the time. We need more of that. It's National Strawberry Sunday Day, Sunday Day, and uh, what do you put on a Sunday? You put some chocolate. You got to put some hot fudge on there. So yeah, it's World Chocolate Day. Is there anything specific that we want to read about World Chocolate Day? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know why it's on today, but it is. So go eat some chocolate. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.